Hello, everyone. Welcome to Marvelous Movie Mondays with Kelsey and Dill. Um, Kelsey, how's it going? It's going great, Jill. It's a yeah. uh, happy Labor Day. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. Labor Day. Summer's absolutely. over, which is sad. But yeah. Uh, yeah. pumpkin spice is back at Starbucks. So what more could we want? I was going to say, I'm a big autumn fan. So like, I'm down <laughs> yeah. for this turning of the season. I love summer. I love the uh, the beachiness of summer. Yeah. Uh, but but something about autumn, especially in the city, because summer in the city, you, you know, as well as I do. Sucks. Yeah. <laughs> um, Time, yeah, it's a lot. The, the heat and the smells and the bugs. Mm -hmm. uh, but fall in the summer in the city. Sorry, not in the summer. But fall <laughs> in the city is like, uh, I don't like to call Perfect. it fall because it's it's got a negative connotation. But autumn. It's, a it's, it's autumn. It's a rise. Not a fall. Um, I freaking love autumn, so I'm very excited. Uh, I'm excited for uh, the Halloween season to start watching some scary movies. And now that we got that Del Pickle Movie Network TikTok, maybe doing some stuff over there in in, in regards to our 31 days and shit. Because Kelsey does her own 31 days, 31 I do my own 31 days. That's right. Um, so uh, we'll talk off air about that because I'm just so excited for that season. Okay. So um, we got a month to go till that, but we're here in September. And we're starting a new series here on our series. It's like a series within a series, right? So we have our Marvel trivia as our own series. We have, um, you know, our, our Avengers Movie Club is kind of our own series, and we do our mainstay reviews. Uh, but Kelsey pitched this other idea to us. And, and if you have any news, we'll talk about it in a sec. But I just want to introduce everyone to the concept of, uh, and I'll let you drop the name because you came up with the name, Kelsey. What Thank are we you. titling this mini series? So this is a series Dill and I are starting called the first Avenger Files, where basically we're going to be going back, way back, to before the MCU was even a concept yeah. on anyone's mind and watch uh, the Marvel movies from way back in the day. Yeah, I was going to say, you, you, you're you setting it up like we're going way, way back. First Avenger Files, and then you, you drop these uh, these movies and find out that all our parents were alive <laughs> during these times. So I don't hey, know if we want to say way back. We're going a few years back. This the 70s is not a few years back, Dill. It's the year 2023. The 70s know, is a very, very long way away. I don't want to make, I don't want to make my parents feel old, but yeah, uh, so, they'll be fine. My, my daddy was <laughs> seven years old. Um, so that's to give you a little perspective. Um, Star Wars had just come out that year, uh, to oh, put yeah, it in perspective. Right. Um, so no, you're right, it is way, way back, <laughs> but you know, I was trying to be generous to our older viewers out there, but yeah, we're going to be going back and looking at mostly TV movies. Um, because back uh, the first theatrically released Marvel film was Howard the Duck in the 80s. So there were a mm -hmm. lot of like TV movies before that that were actually kind of um, what are they called? Like backdoor pilots, I think they're called, uh, which is like where uh, I think that's the phrase, right? Backdoor pilots. Um, I have to look at the correct term, but like these these pilots that would be essentially mini movies to kind of pitch a series to a studio or to a, uh, to a network. So like this was the one we're talking about today, the Spider-Man film from 1977 is essentially that pilot that they put out there as a 90 minute film, but as mm. essentially one long TV episode to get people hooked and, and get people wanting to spend more time with this character and this, this concept, this series. Um, and a lot of the times the movies we will cover in this series will be like, two or three episodes that were aired at the same time as like a big movie. Like when we grew up, 
there is a crossover event that I, I know you're very fond of. I'm very fond of called that's so sweet life of Hannah Montana. <laughs> yes. um, and then there was also, uh, what was the other one? Wizards on deck with Hannah Montana. Uh, so yeah. they did this thing on cool. Disney channel where they would take three shows and kind of like combine them all. Um, right. But they would air as three different episodes. So one, so the original one was like a That's So Raven episode, then a Sweet Love is Zack and Cody episode, then a Hannah Montana episode. But they were aired back to back to back to where it was one 90 minute episode called That's So Sweet Life oh, Sweet Hannah Montana. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, it's kind of like that where like this is essentially a few episodes of a TV show we're watching, but they were released all at once. So we're going to look at them as mini movies um, and also kind of talk about whether or not we think <laughs> this is a good, successful setup for a show or not. Um, and also just talk about the style because the style is weird. Um, but, <laughs> yeah. Uh, weird, but interesting. You know, not the weird is not always a bad thing. Uh, right. but yeah, we're going to be talking about Spider-Man. We're, we're also going to dive into the Hulk stuff, the Doctor Strange stuff from the 70s, the Captain America stuff, all that stuff. Um, it's going to be. Yeah. Really um, Dude, I'm glad you said all that because my big takeaway and like maybe you did say that to me before we we watched it. You know, you had done all the research and you sent the list of like everything mm -hmm. that we should watch and everything. And maybe you had said this to me, but I forgot because my biggest takeaway after finishing this is I was like, this would have worked way better. I feel like as a TV series, there you go. Um, so. Yeah, so I, I don't think I ever brought that up to you, but it was very much like we were looking at movies and I, I looked at the list of movies released by Marvel studios mm -hmm. or Marvel comics. And the first one was Howard the duck. And I'm like, that can't be right. Uh, right. And that's when I scrolled down. I was like, Oh, there's TV movies too. Ah, I see. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they're very much more episode elongated episodes of television than they are mainstay. See, uh, movies but also yeah. like we didn't want to watch every series either because that's just way too time consuming so we're only going to be looking at like the movies within yeah. the series and and luckily for these series i feel like each episode kind of stands alone it's not like one of those things where it's like like what we're dealing with with the mcu where like the series feel like a six-hour movie split up into six pieces i think these series were more like what spider-man adventure are we going to get today um, which I, I think is going to be nice when we go back and watch the movies because then we're not going to need to necessarily know all that happened in the series because mm -hmm. I think that would be a little too taxing on us to, to go through all the series proper. Yeah. But, and some of these movies didn't get picked up for series. Like some of them we'll talk about down the line were like failed pilots. So like the movie came out, they didn't continue it. And some of them mm -hmm. are like, were huge successes the hulk series in particular was a huge success so it's going to be interesting to kind of like just talk about them and then one in particular is going to be our first international film here on the uh on the podcast uh the spider-man japanese spider-man is on the list of films we will cover and Ooh. it's only it's only 30 minutes long it's a short film but it is a film that was released in theaters in japan uh it's japanese spider-man and it is i've seen it before it is nuts uh and i wow. can't talk about that too so <laughs> a lot of interesting things we'll be talking about uh on this series do we have any news though before we dive into spider-man 77 or i, I really think of much i don't have any news um yeah support your writers support your actors they're still striking that's kind of the the deal um yeah there is some news that's come out and i don't have the exact dates but obviously we knew this was bound to happen there have been some pushes so mm -hmm. uh i think agatha series has been pushed um another year i think i think mm -hmm. the um what was there was one other one that was pushed uh iron heart or yes oh iron heart iron heart was taken off of the schedule completely so i don't know if they're gonna even have it if they're just canceling the product uh, the project altogether that was the other one i was thinking of uh either canceling it altogether or just like taking off the schedule and then when we figure out a place for it put it back which i think is going to be the deal because i think mm. she's 
that's gonna happen. I don't I don't see them scrapping that. Um, yeah. Oh oh, the other one was Echo. Echo. Yeah. Has it said that they are going to Netflix it and drop all the episodes on the same day in January. Um, oh. So so they're pushing that as well because I believe that was supposed to come out at the end of this year. So they're pushing that to early next year. Interesting. Or it was supposed to come out late next year and they're pushing it to January 2025. But I don't remember exactly. I wish I had it all typed up, but I didn't get the chance to do that because I was too busy watching Spider-Man 77. Um, yes. <laughs> but there have been some release date pushes. But the Marvels is still on. That's still happening. Loki's still on. That's still happening. Um, and I think that's going to be it for this year. Uh, so this is also going to be a good kind of series to fill the voids while we wait because um, we're going to have trivia. And then we'll also have this and we're going to do movie clubs every now and then. So it's going to be different programming than usual but it's gonna be fun i'm excited um so kels let's let's get into it let's jump right in the amazing spider-man released in 1977 it was directed mm. by e.w schwackhammer uh <laughs> based off of that name alone i knew i was gonna get right. into some serious uh tomfoolery if you will and right. in the best way, not, I really don't have any negative thoughts. It's just like, I had a lot of fun watching this one, Dill, just because yeah. it was so, it's so, it's so different and it's like so camp and it was like giving like low budget student film at some points. And it was just so interesting how they mm -hmm. like made movies back in the day. Yeah, it was, we'll talk. We'll fun. talk about the plot in a sec, but like I, I do want to talk about the style first and foremost because also the yeah. way we watched it. I don't know if you watched it the same way. I sent you a link of how I found it, but it yeah. is on YouTube to find. But what's interesting is because these were TV movies, there's no like digital or like real of it elsewhere out in the world. So essentially, the existing forms we have them today, if they are not on like a streaming service because like the hulk episodes are because that that series is very well preserved it's to where like if you watch the Hulk series now like it looks good but mm -hmm. this series in particular especially this pilot movie um and i did look up the phrase it is considered a backdoor pilot i was correct that that is the phrase for a, a movie that is pitched as a pilot basically um mm. but this uh was kind of essentially recorded by someone probably on like vhs on a rerun and then like upload it to YouTube. So the way I watched it, and I'm sure Kelsey watched it, there's also just like an extra grain to it because it's yes. like the VHS, you know, we all grew up, well, not we all, there are probably younger viewers who don't know what a VHS is and that's <laughs> old, but like, you know, the idea of, oh, I'm going to record that on TV and play it back. And there's something like fuzzy about the audio. It kind of yeah. skips a little bit. There's a part where it just goes to blue for a quick second because it needs to hit play or whatever. Like that was that kind of viewing experience as well. So on top of the actual aesthetic of the seventies, we're getting like this, like interesting distribution method of like this yeah. VHS bygone era. Uh, which Super I also retro. thought kind of, kind of fit the vibe, though, you know? Yeah. No, yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, yeah, let's just jump right into the plot, and I <laughs> yeah. guess we'll, we'll say our thoughts as we go, because there's a yeah. lot to unpack here. Yeah. Um, so the summary that I wrote for this uh, movie is as follows. Um, when <laughs> Peter Parker, a graduate student by uh, – okay – I'm going to start over because I can't read my own handwriting. When Peter Parker, a graduate student getting by working as a photographer for a newspaper, gets bitten by a radioactive spider, he gets spider senses and strengths. With his new ability, he must stop the evil menace behind a mind control device who makes people commit crimes 
and even suicide. That's yeah. um big disclaimer and big warning. Um, yeah, TW, there are some warning. darker themes throughout this movie. Of course, in the 70s, they didn't seem as dark, but um, suicide and self-harm will be discussed throughout the remainder of this podcast. Which is also like just such a weird premise for a pilot like i yeah. get like if you're on season like six or seven and it's like let, let's do this you know right it, it would be like push if Gra- the envelope a little bit it'd be like on. if gray's anatomy's first episode was the shooting or was right. the plane crash it's like right oh what what are we doing like, for those who haven't seen can we anatomy. can we like maybe do like a, a heart transplant first or like maybe right. like uh i don't know what what's like the um appendix burst appendix appendicitis appendectomy that's it like that's like kind of like the the the, um the gateway into the the surgery field it's like which intern's gonna get the appendectomy yeah yeah that is is how Grey's anatomy starts it would be like if the first episode we open the forest and christina yang is yelling for meredith you're like what is going on who are these people yeah. yeah so like that's what that reminded me of I'm like we're going right to this okay um, yeah because you know i didn't know what to expect watching this and i'm sure mm-hmm. you didn't either but like there are no superhero villains like they're super villains i guess i yeah. should say not superhero <laughs> villains. like there's no green goblin there's no doc ock like none of the mainstays the only thing that really is comic book is spider-man like yeah it's spider-man in a real crime world and i get like there's technology and stuff with like the suicide mm-hmm. stuff but that could just be any spy thriller you know, kind of crime drama on TV. Right. Like, it doesn't have to be specific to Spider-Man. It's just Spider-Man himself is the only really marvelized ver- thing we see. And we, we do see Aunt May, we see J. Jonah Jameson, but like, again, those aren't super powered beings. So it's just yeah. a very interesting vibe to be like, that's your main villain for your pilot. And from what I gather, a lot of the series was similar. It wasn't really like that. You didn't really get a lot of those big villains. It was kind of just like Spider-Man busting crime which i guess is like kind of the roots of the character but i just found that very interesting yeah dill well right off the bat we get introduced to just some side characters you know Mm -hmm. we're getting um a feel for what's going on in new york city during these trying times and basically we're in the middle we the movie starts in the middle of a doctor's appointment some man is just trying to get his blood pressure taken and then the doctor's stops everything he's doing doesn't even take like the blood pressure thing off the guy's arm and just walks out of the office and the guy's like hey what's going on aren't you gonna finish you're not even gonna take this off like immediately you're you're it's grabbed your attention because it's just like so bonkers you're like wait what is going on and then it just cuts like there's no follow-up to that there's a lot of inconsistencies here it's very much like oh that's a good idea oh that's a cool opening scene like very very interesting and inconsistent but fun and then the same type of scene is going on um it cuts to a lawyer in the middle of like pleading his case to a jury he then stops everything that he's doing immediately walks out of the courtroom and (laughs) and then we're we finally meet our our star of the show peter parker and he's uh oh wait first we have to see the robbery so then we see that the lawyer and this doctor who have stopped their careers in their tracks (laughs) Um, they went to just go rob a bank and we get this funky music playing yeah. behind us. The soundtrack is crazy. It's the so source. 70s. It's so yeah. like, uh, it's so good. Like I it just takes you back to an era you wish you could have been in, you know, like 
you know, I, I'm very fortunate for when and where and how I grew up, but like, there's something about like, oh, I wish I was there for that. Um, yeah. Like the funky. Yeah. Like, oh my god, I love it. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Um. So then we get introduced to Peter Parker. He's trying to sell some photos to J. Jonah Jameson. Um. And since I had no expectations going into this, I I didn't know that like that's where it was gonna go. Um, mm -hmm. immediately off the bat, I think that the actor playing fighting around, like that can't be a teenager. Are they really trying to pass this guy <laughs> off as a high schooler? Because yeah. he looks like he's Nicholas 30. Hammond. Yeah. And, uh, turns out this version of Peter Parker is not a teenager in high school. He is a graduate student, um, who is, it's very relatable. He's broke throughout this entire movie. He's just desperately trying to get $46. Yeah. Um, um, just one note on him, Nicholas Hammond. Yeah. Uh, he was 27 when he filmed it. So like, okay, yeah, so close. He was, he was too old. <laughs> 10 years too old, probably. I guess for this story, maybe like four or five years too old. Well, but he, I guess he, you could be a graduate student at any age, true, really. True. But, you don't have to be like fresh youth, 22. But I feel like Spider-Man himself like has a youthful vibe that like yeah. you need. But, but I think he does a good job at it. Like I think he like successfully nails like kind of the nervous like manic teenage energy. Um, sure. He, yeah. Most notably, where you guys might know him from is uh, the sound of music. He's Friedrich, the uh, the oldest son in the Von Trapp family. Mm. So so that's where you might have seen him. That's like his most popular role. So uh, aside from this, so. So then we find out that this crime has taken place because obviously this lawyer and this doctor were not. Um, you know, just spending their afternoon robbing a bank. They were actually under some mind control device um, that made them do that. And basically what's happening is, is that whoever's behind this is extorting the city of New York because they want to be paid $50 million or they're threatening that they're going to make 10 people, 10 random people kill themselves in the city if they don't give them the money in time. And so that is our conflict. And that's some heavy shit. Like, yeah. I do you think that we would have some sort of storyline like this in the MCU. Have we ever had something this close? The closest to thing to it, the closest heavy? thing to it is is the Kingsman movies. Uh, I don't know if you've seen those ones with Taron Egerton. So the no, first but I one really wanted to. The first one, Samuel L. Jackson plays the villain, and he kind mm. of implants little bombs in people's heads. But the thing is, he he doesn't force people to kill themselves. He can just press a button and kill all of mm. them. Like that's kind of the most similar thing. Here yeah. though, it's weird because it's like actual suicide. Like they're actually going about. They're doing it themselves. Yeah. It's kind of like what kind of forever a little bit. Like when they the sirens are are singing and then you have the oh, people walking yeah. off the boat. That's yeah. kind of the closest thing in the MCU I can think of. But sure. even then, it's like that's very clearly like in the moment possession. Like. I don't know. It feels still more otherworldly, whereas this is just like so grounded that it just feels a little weird, you know? Right. I mean? yeah. yeah. Like I couldn't imagine like Tom Holland's Peter Parker, like trying to be like, Oh my God, I have to save these 10 people or Mr. Stark. They're going to kill themselves. Like... Which, which is a bizarre premise, but also like in the right director's hands, like I'd love to see like a Paul Greengrass or someone like direct something like that. I think it could be tense and, pretty good i mean like yeah they do run out of ideas and you need like kind of like a small scale or even a shane black type thing like just get a movie where like yeah you know, there are 10 people in the world who have like maybe not suicide but like have kind of like with well, the kingsman thing like they have mm -hmm. a bomb inside them and and the hero has to get to them and there's a villain ready to push the button or something like yeah. that's kind of like it's kind of deep and scary but like i don't know it could it could be interesting it's no like yeah premise the concept is cool i'm 
I'm just saying tonally, it doesn't yeah. match what else, whatever yeah. else is going on. No, yeah, literally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so then we, uh, Peter goes back to school um, where he's doing an experiment with radioactive waste. And obviously this is where the iconic spider bite happens. Yeah. Oh, and just so you know, I don't know why this was a plot point. I don't think it ever came back, but he does have allergies and they do get brought up throughout the movie um because he's constantly sneezing and aunt may's asking him if he's taking his allergy pills um (laughs) following him getting bit by a spider another robbery happens this time when he's on on his way home from school and he uh we see him the first sign of his spider abilities comes through and they do do this kind of funny sound effect to uh indicate that his spider sense is going off Mm -hmm. and he can just sense that this car is following him um or at least that's what they made it seem like it's it's they yeah. have these crazy like quick cuts in between like mm-hmm. his face in the car and his face in the car and well, that's yeah. like their way of like mapping it out for us yeah i also think this is an important thing to bring up now because like it's the 70s so you don't have the technology to do yeah. all the special effects like star wars comes out i think this year or right before this because this is september of 1977 i think star wars was in the summer so like mm. you literally don't have the technology especially for a tv budget to do any big like cgi stuff mm-hmm. so like i, I kind of like how they kind of like dance around the um you know the way he like gets his spider senses and even the way he like starts climbing and swinging and stuff it's very practical like they would um what they did is they put like the grips and cables and rigging in like hidden tracks in the ceiling so like when he'd crawl across it was really just like almost like a zip line someone was pulling him across but he was moving his arms like stuff Mm -hmm. like that which is just very cool and like we don't really see that nowadays because we actually see green screen and like the ability to just remove a wire and kind of you know have him go wherever but here it was much more methodical in how they placed all the rigging and, and and to do all the effects and the jumping and the wall climbing like I think there's there's something impressive about how they're able to pull it off because it doesn't look amazing, but like it pulls off the illusion. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, it it definitely does what it needs to do, and especially in the '70s, like it probably was like the coolest thing ever. Um, just watching this from a 2023 point of view, it's it's just like it's just so fascinating. I don't even right. want to say it's bad. I don't. I don't want yeah, people to it's, think that it's, it's bad. Just like it's like a different. Yeah, they don't make movies like this anymore. Yeah. Kind of thing. I, Anyway, I'll, I'll say that thought maybe some somewhere down the line. So basically, this car follows him down the alleyway. And now this is the second taste of spider-like abilities we see him have. He crawls his way out of the alleyway by crawling up the wall and, and escaping that way. And then we meet the uh, chief of police, or the captain, rather, who is such a character dill he i think he was my favorite he was my favorite yeah. in the whole show he's like so stereotypical right like rough new york accent like what are you doing here kid and he's got the cigar with him the whole time and and it it was just like so enjoyable i almost wish ev- every other character around him matched his like cartoonish vibe yeah. um well I've oh, got I didn't some know you were going to say something. Well, yeah, I've got sad. <gasps> Why? Well, what happened? Well, okay, so is he a bad person or is he just dead? No, nothing about him. I'm I'm talking about the character. So like, oh, okay. When this came out, people it got good ratings. It was like in the top ten lists of things in terms of like viewership and stuff. But Stan Lee wanted it to be more comicy, like more mm-hmm. like embracing kind of the wonder and otherworldliness. Whereas the studios thought. 
the opposite. They thought it was a little too childish. So mm. in season two, they got rid of the Captain Barbera character altogether because they thought no! they wanted to make him more adult friendly. So instead of having the whole like Spider-Man and the cops doing it again, they made it all about like a romantic storyline and like introduced another character in there that was more of a romance based thing. Um, mm. And and I heard that that's kind of where the beginning of the end for this series came. And we will watch the there are two other Spider-Man movies. So the um, the first two episodes of the actual season are also a movie in 78 um, mm. were released as one. And then the two final episodes of season two were released as a movie. So we'll see the very last iteration of this character um when we watch uh what is it called spider-man the dragon's challenge which sounds interesting <laughs> that's crazy um, yeah um and that will not have captain barbara in it so we'll have mm. to see we'll have to compare the two when we get there but yeah like that was one of the decisions they made was to get rid of that character adding the character julie masters as a love interest for peter creating more down-to-earth plot lines and slightly toning down spider-man's superpowers to make him more accessible to adult viewers mm. uh, which i think is just so weird because already from a 2023 lens i think it already looks scaled down so like yeah. you're gonna scale it down even more to where it's just literally like hand-to-hand -hand combat. Like he's not going to crawl. He's not going to shoot webs. He's not going to fly. Then um, what? What's the point of him being Spider-Man? But, but I'll, I'll hold my judgment till I see it. But that's kind of where I'm. the vibe I'm getting is like they tried to go less of the whole like superhero route and more of the it's going to be a character dra crime drama. He just happens to wear the spider suit, like which I don't love. But again, we're only talking about this one. And I do agree. Captain Barbara is a great character. And I love the dynamic between him and Spidey. I love it. Like, I feel like if we had this version of, like, Captain Barbera and then, like, J, um, J.K. Simmons, J. Jonah Jameson, like, those would have been, like, two great characters, and I would have loved to watch them interact, you know what I mean? Right. Um, but everyone else around them was just kind of, like, a normal person, so it made him kind of stick out in a bad way a little bit, but I, I was eating it up. I, I loved yeah. that character. He, mm -hmm. he actually has one of my favorite quotes in the whole... Uh, movie and I will be telling you what that is later um so he's a little bit suspicious of Peter just because he can't really get a straight out answer out of him he's like you were in this alley but then no one we didn't see anyone leave the alley and you said that you didn't see what happened so like what's going on here and he can't be like oh it's because I crawled up the wall because that's insane <laughs> and then we get <laughs> we, we go into this dream sequence which is like um, I'm laughing because it it like this was just like a course of like two very funny like montages back to back and so basically we get this dream sequence where it's like the overlay of like different shots of him we have this one long shot zooming in of him sleeping on on his couch and then we have just like an overlay of flashbacks from like the spider and when his hand got bit and like the radioactive waste and the experiment and all this stuff. They're really spelling it out for the audience in case you're not sure why he can do what he does now. It's because he got spit by that spider. So then he wakes up and he realizes that, huh, I could, I can climb on walls now. Why don't I just try this out? You know, take it for a spin. Why don't I? So then we get a climbing montage of him just like, testing out his abilities on the roof of his house climbing down the walls down like um the the poles of his of his porch and it's just so funny they play the same music under each one of his montages every time he does something spider-man-ish it's the same yeah. music mm -hmm. and i wish i remembered how it went in this moment it's just like 
I'm sure it's we'll like hear it when we watch jazzy, the next like, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it, it, it so was good. just so funny to me. Oh, but one of the shots is just so painfully, like, green screen. Like, he's just, like, cr crawling on nothing, but they've made it look like he's going down the side of the house. And it's, it, it's just so funny. It's um, charming. So then he wants to really test his limits. So he goes back to the original wall he was at. He's like, I want to see how, how high I can go. So in the broad of daylight, not wearing a mask or anything to conceal himself, he's like, let me give this a go. And he starts climbing up the wall. And lucky for him, a robbery just so happens to take place. A guy grabs a woman's purse. He starts running, running down the street. And how he stops him is by saying like, hey, stop while he's up on the wall and the the robber gets so distracted by looking at this guy on the wall that the police are able to get to him in time but then he realizes like oh maybe i shouldn't be revealing to the world right now that i can walk on walls let me let me go into hiding so then we we don't see him everyone's like oh we saw that guy on the wall and the people are like where and then um J. Jonah Jameson is the first person to refer to him as the Spider-Man. Mm -hmm. um, and he says that he wants a picture of him. And uh, uh, Peter Parker says, oh, I, I can get you a picture of him. Like, Joe, no worries. Yeah. yeah, this is the same plot line that we saw in, like, the Raimi movies of, like, yeah. you know, I'm trying to better my career. Oh, I'm friends with Spider-Man. Yeah, I'll, take, I'll get some pictures, you know, which yeah. is a fun plot device because it's, like, one of those, like, ironies of the audience knows but the characters don't type thing, which I've always thought was a fun yeah added layer to the character for sure yeah absolutely so then after some heavy questioning about what he knows about spider-man what he looks like you know he says like oh well he obviously he he wears a he wears a special outfit so then peter then has to go into aunt may's attic and uh make make a his spider-man outfit in an afternoon Yes. He does this. I, yeah, which also, like the Raimi films, Tobey Maguire did that very quick as well. But I, yeah. I, I do have an, a small exchange I wrote down that I would like to share from this question. Yes, please. J. Jonah Jameson says, what did he look like? Peter. Oh, uh, like like a spider? <laughs> JJJ. <laughs> How many legs did he have? Well, two, of course. He's a man. You just said he was a spider. <laughs> Spiders have got lots of legs. Like, yes. <laughs> that is so 70s. I yeah. love that exchange so much. Like when I was watching this, parts of me were in my frame wreck brain of like, what are yeah. they so bad? They're good lines. And that's an example. Like that is the yeah. worst corniest dialogue, but it's so fucking funny. Cause it's like, well, you said he was a spider. What do you mean he has two legs? And he's like, no, yeah. well, he's a man. He's like, well, you're right, but he's also a spider. Like yeah, that yeah, is yeah. just so funny. And I can and imagine like J.K. Uh, Simmons doing that too. It'd be like, what are you talking about? He has eight legs, right? Like, so <laughs> yeah, good. Oh, so good. And Dill, it's moments like that where I couldn't tell if they were like being funny and like going for the comedy, or if like these were genuine lines that they were like, <laughs> "Oh, yes, this is super serious." Of course, he would assume he has eight legs. You know what I mean? But like, and we find it hilarious. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I, I like who knows? Believe the more serious they take it, the more I love that I love it. You know, like if it yeah. was supposed to be cheesy, I'm like, ah, okay. But I think if they take it seriously, it's it's more entertaining to us. So I'm gonna believe that that was fully serious. Yeah, and I love when the when the other guy in the same um, conversation is like, oh, so what does he wear? And then Peter Parker's like, what do you mean? What what does he wear? And he's like, well, you said he climbs walls, right? So he must wear sneakers. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> i'm like what? <laughs> anyone yeah. could wear sneakers that doesn't mean you climb walls that was ridiculous uh love it okay so then 
where are we? Oh yeah, so we make the Spider-Man costume. Which um, is ridiculous looking, we, but like awesome. <laughs> but like honestly, the spider on the back, like the big fat like blue spider on the back, kind of reminded me of Tom's. Uh, yeah, a uh, little bit. I, I'm strictly talking bit. about the eyes, Kels. Like the eyes. Oh are yeah, so the eyes are crazy. <laughs> Wait, the, no, no, Jill. The um, the the thumbnail for the movie of the face is terrifying when yeah. you send me the link let me see if i can yeah, show, show everyone it is uh. so freaking funny like ah it looks like it looks like and i hate to do this but like it looks like the people who stand in times square yeah like, like that's yeah, like, terrifying yeah like th it looks like the people in times square that make their own costumes to go and like you know harass people for money yes. and take pictures with them like that yeah. is the vibe i'm getting from this spider-man yeah, a hundred percent. But you know, he did his best. He made it in an afternoon. Oh yeah. And yeah. My might I add, this is the one time, this is the one interaction we get with Aunt May. And she's just like soups on the table, and then we never see or hear from her again. <laughs> you want to know another funny trivia fact? Yes. Every episode, a different actress played Aunt May because they kept quitting. <laughs> <laughs> Why? So this is literally the last time you'll see this Aunt May, and the next time we watch a Spider-Man movie, you will see a different one. Oh, and, the last, and the third time, you will see a different one. Oh my god. I That's <laughs> that's honestly, that's like a bit. Like I, It's like a Stan Lee cameo, but the opposite. Yeah, exactly. I, I kind of love that. That makes me love this even more. <laughs> so then, Peter gets hired to go to the latest crime scene to take some pictures. Um, the man was robbing uh they call they call it a payroll i'm not sure what that is um I, I don't know if that shows my age or my ignorance but he was robbing a payroll and um and he drove his, his car right into a wall because i guess you know he was under mind control or whatever so now he's trapped in his car under the steering wheel and they're like listen we're doing everything we can we're waiting for people to rescue him you know he might not make it but he's like, oh, my God, like, he's not, you know, we need to rescue him in time. So while one of the people on the scene uh, leaves, Peter is able to use his spider strength to, you know, untrap him from under the steering wheel. And they're able to save him from the car. Uh, the girl, the, the girl's daughter, I meant the man's daughter. The man's daughter uh, shows up. Her name's Judy. Here I was thinking, I was like, oh, MJ, maybe? No, not MJ, no. Judy uh judy tyler i think her name is um and basically this man gets taken to the hospital they're waiting for him to wake up from his coma to question him about you know what he knows what happened to him and there is a policeman on guard but he is just lets this random man walk into his hospital room we see that there's a, a special little pin on on the man's coat and he um the, oh yeah they, so he gets he makes the control signal go off and so basically when the man comes out of his uh coma uh professor tyler his name is he goes to the window to jump out of it because obviously the mind control people don't want him to answering any questions not that he knows anything anyway but he's about to jump uh throw himself out of this window in this hospital uh, but peter goes full spider-man and saves him uh, but he's unable to get pictures from the crime scene because his camera broke at the crime scene. So J. J. Jo Jonah Jameson uh, fires him from the newspaper. Mm. Uh, so then Judy reveals to Peter that his 
that her father, uh, the guy who's just in the latest accident, um, was a part of this special group, this like, you know, where people get together and they talk about how they can be better humans or something. And so Judy and Peter, Judy asked Peter to go with him to it because she's like, I want to check it out. My dad really swore by it. Like he's in trouble now. So like maybe I'll find some answers from here. And the guy, so basically it's, it's a cult basically. And he like, you know, sits all these people down. He tells them that like their lives are worthless and basically that, you know, he, they need him to like help better their lives. And it's just wackadoodle. And then they go into like a, a, second part of like their ritual I guess their their meeting but because Judy and Peter are the newcomers they're not allowed to join for that part so you know that that's when the real sketchy stuff is going down that's when they get together and drink the Kool-Aid um so then but Judy's big takeaway of this is like you know what a lot's been going wrong in my life maybe I need something like this so she wants to join the group I'm Mm -hmm. like girl use your brain and because Peter's like that guy is a jerk. Like all he did was like put us down in there and make us feel like we needed it. And she was like, well, you know what? I'm tired, Peter. I want to go home. I think that's what she said verbatim. And so then we cut to Peter building some web shooters. He makes his own just like Andrew Garfield and Tom Holland's Peter Parker, which was crazy because I thought like this was the OG of OGs. He was gonna have holes like Toby. No, Toby. That I I believe that was the first time there was like a whole idea of him having holes. Like I think That's there was always crazy. web shooters, um, but I don't know. I don't know. It could be wrong. We'll have to read the original 1962 comic. Sense. I think it makes more sense for him to have the holes though, because if he can climb up the walls with his own hands, you know. Yeah. Like, then he no, I be able agree. Just, the, yeah. the holes make sense. Yeah. Anyway. Put so that on a T-shirt. So then we get a. <laughs> The holes, the holes make, make sense. Kelsey Kilpatrick. Quote August, me on it. September put, 3rd. Yeah. Put it on the record. The holes make sense. Um, so then we get go into a web shooter montage. Same music is going on in the background. <laughs> He's, you know, uh, like shooting different things. We haven't seen him swing yet. We haven't seen the iconic Spider-Man swing, but we'll get there. Um, and then we find out that a bunch of people are at a movie theater getting currently getting brainwashed. Uh, to do things. Um, but then Peter gets a, a spidey sense about where the broadcast might be coming from. So then he goes to the building where he has to fight three Asian men. Mm-hmm. Um, they appear out of nowhere. And my big question to this was why didn't his spidey sense tell him where these men were? Yeah. This This whole sequence felt very random um yeah and then finally to escape these three guys because you know he he realizes at a certain point during this epic battle guys that he can't take these you know can't he's gonna lose it's three on one so then we finally see him uh he swings uses his web shooter swings to the to the next building whatever and so this is when we get my favorite quote from the whole movie and we're so we're at the police station we're with captain barboa is that his name barbara 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 yeah okay um we're with captain barbara and one of his you know his like sidekick that's been with him the whole time one of the policemen 
are like, oh, we've got men doing this, doing that. Like, what else do you need? Oh, and uh, what are you going to do about Spider-Man? And Captain Barbera says, and I quote, I'm getting reinforcements for him. Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. If we're lucky, maybe Rumpelstiltskin will lend us a hand. What am I going to do about Spider-Man? How do I know? I'm a cop, not an exterminator. <laughs> and I heard that line and I, I had to like pause the movie. I was, I was laughing so much. It was um, it's the delivery, which you did very well. It, it's just so funny. Yeah. I mean, his is, is way better. You should just, if anything, if you don't want to watch this whole movie, just watch that one moment. I should have written down the, the, uh, um, times for you, the timestamp on that. Yeah. You're just going to have to watch the whole thing to find it. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then the captain wants to talk to Peter because he keeps p appearing at all their different crime scenes. He's like, I don't get you. Like, this isn't a coincidence at this point. And you're the only person that's able to get pictures of Spider-Man. So like, what's your deal? And Peter's just like, I don't know. I'm just lucky, I guess. And he's like, okay, well, the next time you see Spider-Man, I want you to tell him that I want to talk to him. And he's like, yep, I'm on it, whatever. I got to go study, so see you later. It's crazy because he's older, but I, but you, right, like you were saying in the beginning, Dale, he still kind of has this like boyish, like, he has the youthful sensibilities. Yeah. Yeah. That so, almost so reminds weird. me of, of Tom. Um, yeah. But, the, yeah, but th then he also has like aspects of Toby's like awkwardness yeah. and like well, that's what I think works. Like I think he, he does a good job. Like I, I think yeah. a lot of a lot of it sets the groundwork for what we kind of know Peter Parker as, and he kind of is the first person to put that voice to him. So like I, I think it's a good performance. I, I think he's solid. No, I agree. Um, so then uh, Peter decides that he wants to go and join the cult. He's like, you know, excuse me, I just burped a little bit. He's like, you know what? I'm I'm gonna go check this, uh, see what's going out here, see see what's going on here. And uh, he gets the he's like, here's your initiation pin, the pin that we saw in the jacket before. Yeah. So now yeah. something hinky is going on with these pins. Um, and he gets hypnotized. And basically, the man tells him like, you won't remember ever being here. You won't remember me. Like, go home. Yeah. And you're gonna on this date during this time, you're gonna walk to the Empire State Building. When you hear this noise, you're gonna jump off the empire state building yeah which is again very dark and i think yeah. this is where it's the most interesting because it's like usually we never see our superhero like kind of fall under the villain's mm -hmm. spell it's usually yeah. someone else that the superhero has to try to save but now it's right. himself, you know yeah and and i'm thinking to myself well obviously he's not going to do that so i'm like maybe his spider strength and mind is going to like overpower this hypnotization this mind control you know what i mean mm. um so Oh, and then I just wrote down POV shots. Oh, that's because, like, during some of the fight, I noticed that they had these. And even when he was saving the professor from jumping out of the hospital mm -hmm. window, they had these, like, quick little shots as if, like, we were Spider-Man. And I just yeah, thought that that was, like, yeah, that was an interesting mm -hmm. choice. Yeah. Um, made me kind of dizzy at some, some times, but uh, liked it nonetheless. And then, so the signal goes off. Uh, Peter goes to the Empire State Building and the only reason that he doesn't jump off, jump off of the Empire State Building is because as he's climbing like the safety rail to get over, one of them pokes his pin off of his jacket. So once the pin is disconnected from him, he snaps out of it. He's like, oh god, what am I doing? <laughs> Why am I at the top of this building? <laughs> Why am I at the... Yeah, scary, like, terrifying. Shit. 
Yeah. And I, I mean, that's, and yeah. I, I thought that that was pretty silly, goofy. I was like, that's that's what saves him is that this like spear, this like of the guardrail, just like happens to like push the knock right. the pin off of him. Anyway, so some way or another, he's able to figure out the the microwaves that the guy's using to uh <laughs> to, to heat up his, his tv his dinner. hot pocket um <laughs> he's able to figure out that's what he called them microwaves i know like not not like a yeah. microwave but a, a wave that is micro well um, it's a microwave oven because the waves they use are microwaves so it is the same microwaves it's just not in an oven right that's kind of we that's kind of gross that we right. like we call them we call them microwaves we should call them oven like M MW ovens. We we call them microwaves, but like it, it, we're not talking about. Oh the waves. yeah, the oven we're that uses the, the waves. The vessel that does. That be that be like calling ovens like oven proper's like the fires. Like I'm gonna put it in <laughs> like, the fire. I'm gonna put it in the heat. <laughs> like, I'm gonna put it in the flame. The yeah, you're yeah, like, right, oh, you, Jill. That's weird. I'm gonna weird. bake my cake in the in the flame box. Like no. <laughs> that's yeah. That's so weird. Oh, right. now I'm thinking about microwaves entirely differently. So basically, mm -hmm. he figures out you know, where the broadcast is coming from, what waves he's using, because, you know, boy genius over here, Peter Parker, and he goes full Spider-Man, he knocks down this radio tower that stops the signal from being sent to everybody, and he's actually able to reverse it to the guy in charge, whose name is Byron, by the way, I forgot to say that when we met him at the cult meeting, um, yeah. and so ricochets back to him, so now he's under the influence of mind control, and so Peter goes, finds him and says, Byron, like, now you're under my control. You're going to go to the police and you're going to turn yourself in and you're going to tell, you're going to confess everything that you've been doing. And then at the precinct, uh, we we finally get an interaction between J. Jonah Jameson and the police captain, Barbara. Mm -hmm. And uh, we'll start. And they're like, Oh, like good, good work, like catching this guy. And the police captain's like, "Oh no, like if if it weren't for Spider Man, like I would, I had help." And he's like, "Oh, that guy's a freak. He he should stay out of it." And the captain's like, "Yeah, you know what? You got a good point there. Whatever." So then finally, Peter Parker shows up, and he's like, "Oh, by the way, like, uh, Jay, Jay, like here's some uh pictures that I got of uh Spider Man, and." He's and then he goes, Wow, how how do you always get these? And then Peter says, and this is our last line of the movie, simple. I believe. Which, which is makes a him, great line. Which is great line, but also makes it seem like Spider-Man's like Santa Claus or something. <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> like I, like, it, I, I ring the bell and I hear it just because I believe. Like, yeah, it's, but it's a little it's weird. So yeah, silly. It's like it's not like he's like this fantastical figure, but like it, it's right. kind of a cool thing. It's like simple. Like I believe in him. Like I, I, I sure. have faith. Um, I don't know. I love that last line too because it's like a, a mic drop moment. Then they just walk away and it's like credits. And you're like, oh, that's it. Like it just feels yeah. so unceremonious how it ends. It wraps up so quick mm -hmm. uh, to where I was like, oh wait, it's over. Um, Which is funny that you say yeah. that, Dill, because I, when I watched this, I watched this twice, and the first oh, time wow. I watched it, I, yeah, because I got it, because I'm yeah, neurotic. You it so much. Yeah. yeah, I just loved it so much that I had to have another go. Yeah. Um, and the first time I watched it, and maybe it's because I had to, like, pause and, like, go back because I felt like I was missing some things every now and then, Um but it's only an hour and 30 minutes. And as far as MCU movies go, that would be the record time 
like the shortest movie ever to right. exist if it were ever to come out in like yeah. you know the MCU. Not counting not counting the two specials, but yes. Yes. Um but for some reason it just felt so long. I was like, yeah. when is this going to end? Well, I think because it, it gets to the point really quick and then it wraps up really quick, but in the middle, it just takes so long. Like yeah. when he's exploring his powers, when everyone's mm -hmm. in the mind control, like all that stuff takes so long. Um, yeah. Where I think it's a little rushed getting into the bite. And then I think it's a little rushed at the end in getting Byron and, you know, snapping out of the suicide stuff. And, you know, like it, it ended, I'm like, oh, it's already over. But I do agree that whole like middle hour is like really a little taxing but there's yeah. still charm to where like i'm still engaged in it but like i, mm. I see what you mean yeah yeah so I'm, i didn't I watch it twice so i'm a podcaster not an exterminator so you know. <laughs> the second time around went quicker i did have to like pause and go back so that definitely had like something to do with it um but all in all like i had a good time and it was like kind of like really refreshing to like just watch something for pleasure and not feel like I have to watch something and look around what's going on in the background and write down the numbers I saw and analyze like, what could this possibly mean for what's coming next? And, and especially like any internalize any information I need for like trivia in the future. So it was just really nice to consume something like really like easily. And, and it, and it was just like really fun. I I'm glad we're, we're doing this and we're taking a, a, you know, we're flashing back to yeah. the basically the Stone Age. Yeah. And we're going in order from like 1977 to 1978. So there's one other yeah. project in 77 we're going to cover next week, which we'll talk about in a sec. But the next time mm -hmm. we'll see this character, this Spider-Man, um, the so the series, it was successful. It was it, this aired in September 14th, 1977. It got picked up for a series. So then they filmed the series and the first two episodes of season one titled The Deadly Dust and The Deadly Dust Part Two uh, <laughs> ended up air, airing as what do we know? A 90 minute movie called mm. in, in Europe and Japan titled Spider-Man Strikes Back. So that is going to be the next time we visit this character. We will watch mm. Spider-Man Strikes Back, which is just kind of episode one and two of the first season. Um, and then we'll mm. revisit him again, like I said, for episodes seven and eight of season two, which are titled The Chinese Web Part One and The Chinese Web Part Two, which was later titled in Europe when they released it as one movie as Spider-Man The Dragon's Challenge. So... We're probably going to see more, uh, you know, stereotypes and Asian villains and all that. Mm. But that's that's also a great from these eighties, which I'm not looking forward to, like, you know, exploring just because you know there are racist themes in some of these. But yeah, uh, hopefully it doesn't get too bad. And then somewhere in the middle there, there is the Japanese Spider-Man, which is only like thirty minutes. But like, boy, is it going to be fun to watch that and talk about that? That'll be a quick episode too, because it's like thirty minutes. Boom, done. Yeah um but i'm intrigued next, to yeah. say the least any any other thoughts on this one though before we go on do you have like a score you gave it or, or are you just ready to oh uh, good it? question dill um out of 10 honestly my heart wants to say like easily like 7.2 out of 10 cool i'm, I'm at like a five six range because i'm still like I don't know if I'd rewatch this a lot. I don't know if I'm like going to go back. Like, I don't think I'm going to be like, you guys have to check this out. Um, but like, sure. <laughs> I, I think it's not like, it's not bad, especially given the time. And it's the first oh, one, you know, like this was like a test run. 
Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was I was I went back and forth between those two numbers, but I think I liked it for all the reasons that I don't think they intended on, like how we right. found like all those moments to be funny and like well, yeah. the the outdatedness the of it. Like yeah it's, yeah, it's what Matt and I talk about on frame. It's like yeah, on they intended to make it good, but made it bad. But by being bad and intentionally good, it's made good for us yeah <laughs> that makes sense i love yeah. to follow that web of mystery um <laughs> yeah i'm at like a five or a six so we'll say a 5.5 5. um but that is it for spider-man 77 like i said we will revisit this character soon probably within the month um but next week we are going to cover two movies so it's going to be a little bit longer um this was originally it's two hour long episodes that they also pitched as a pilot for a series, um, but was released as one two hour month, a two hour movie when they released on a Sunday night. Um, and that is the first two episodes, the pilot movies of the 1977 Incredible Hulk series. So the first episode is called The Incredible Hulk. The second one is called A Death in the Family, which was later renamed as The Return of the Incredible Hulk. So we're going to be watching The Incredible Hulk, The Return of the Incredible Hulk. Um, for next week and to see if that is like another kind of like so bad it's good kind of cringe camp 70s thing or mm. if it actually bears merit because as we know the Hulk series was very very successful it spawned I believe five seasons so mm. uh, clearly clearly more successful than the Spider-Man one um, I do have to I do have to ask though Kels uh, yeah. as we go into next week too like do you think this one after watching this do you think this is a good enough pitch to a studio to say that can be a series and like if you were to like watch this is there anything you would pitch differently or try to tweak to make it a better series than this because obviously the episodes aren't as long as that yeah like this is a 90 minute you know they would normally be like 40 minutes but like what would you change would you would you say yes to the dress i would here's what i would say i would i would say everything that I said about the character of Captain Barbera. Um, and I would just say, great, like we're making a show about a cartoon, like let's make it a cartoon. And I would try to like trim the fat a little bit because I, me as a TV executive producer would not need 90 minutes to decide if I wanted to make something um, a show or not. I would just be like, just give me your like 30 minute first episode. and. And because I I would be I would be intrigued to follow along this like character of Spider-Man who, you know, fights crime and has maybe this like kind of conflict with the police and is also trying to um, you know balance personal relationships and maybe they go in a little bit deeper, like with his relationship with the girl Judy, and maybe they kind of tease that, like, oh, maybe like something's gonna happen there. Because there was this moment where he was like, oh, well, if you need a distraction, could a broke graduate student uh, yeah. be your choice? And she was like, I don't know, maybe. So, like, she didn't say no. Um, mm. But I and I think just, like, going deeper into, like, the relationships in his life and, you know, kind of teasing what could be, like, a story that people watch every week. Because I think, like, the crimes itself can obviously be, like, an episodic. It can work, like, a Grey's Anatomy or a Law & Order where the case is you know, different there each episode, but I think there there should be like an underlying um through line, like an arc that we want to watch this character go through. Um mm -hmm. so would I say yes to the dress? I think I'm being generous when I say yes, I would say yes to that dress. 
Yeah, <laughs> I would say I would say you did great casting. Just like give me more comic stuff. Give me more villains mm-hmm. that I know and recognize. Give me a little bit more color. Get get a little bit of a bigger budget. Maybe cut off. You know, cut the cut the fat in in the music department to fund better <laughs> visuals, um, because you really only need that one song, that one. Right. If you don't need the whole thing. Oh, um, and also, when did like the Spider-Man like iconic song come into play? Oh, that might have been for the animated TV series. Uh, let me see, Spider-Man theme song. Let's see. Um, that was composed in 1967 for the cartoons. So there mm. were like Saturday morning Spider-Man cartoons in the 67. In 67. Gotcha. Um, they did not use those in the live action series because, again, they wanted to make it more like a series, like a series people could watch on CBS, like one of their nighttime rotation series, not like this novelty superhero thing. Like the the com the cartoons were for the kids. This was for the adults. And I think that's mm. where like the Incredible Hulk we'll see is, is a little more successful because um, I, I believe they were different um, distributors. I, I think the first Incredible Hulk season was aired also by CBS, but then it transferred over to NBC, I think. So I, I don't really. Re- oh, no, it is all CBS. Never mind. Um, so, yeah, CBS mm. and Paramount seem to have the rights to this, but we'll see. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing if there is a spike in quality or if people are just nostalgic for it um because it ran longer i don't know but i'm also hulk is my favorite so like i'm excited for that because i'm like right hulk and spider-man are my top favorites but it's like hulk especially i'm like excited to hopefully see like a good hulk thing yeah that is, that isn't she hulk which was also great but like that was jennifer not bruce and right spoiler alert this isn't bruce either it's david banner but still who cares um i'm nervous about how they're gonna make him look like hulk yeah, so I'm nervous that it's little, gonna be scary. <laughs> well, a pre a precursor for for this, um, David Banner is played by Bill Bixby, um, but the Hulk is played by Lou Ferrigno, so it's two different actors. Uh, mm. So Lou Ferrigno, um, I actually got introduced for, uh, by Lou Ferrigno for this uh, really horrible person's television series, The Apprentice. Uh, they did this uh, celebrity edition, and Lou Ferrigno was on the Celebrity Apprentice. So I, I remembered watching Lou Ferrigno on Celebrity Press and be like, who's this guy? My dad was like, it's the guy who played the Hulk. Um, and he was a bodybuilder and, and personal trainer. Like he was a big professional bodybuilder. So he plays the Hulk and Bill Baxby plays Dr. Banner. So I think that's going to uh-huh. be also cool to see that because there's no CGI. It's just like this to this. Um, so mm. we'll, we'll see that next week. Uh, any other thoughts, Kels, before we go? Um. No, I don't have a single thought left in my head. Yeah, if you guys haven't seen our uh, trivia free-for-all, go check that out. Uh, it was really fun. Uh, congrats to our MVP. Uh, we did announce it on the Facebook page, but if you guys haven't seen the Facebook page, if you're not on the Facebook page, I will tell you right now, Corey Ross got our MVP win for that, uh, for lasting the most amount of rounds next to our winner. Our winner lasted double, um, but but no one had, had um, as close to him as many rounds or correct answers as our winner uh but as our pseudo runner up in terms of rounds and correct answers Corey got um the mvp and i will not spoil who won but the winner will get a title shot to cash in within the next year um kelsey is going to be playing someone this month which was teased as well so go check out that trivia uh free for all (laughs) infinity gauntlet definitely provided some some great moments galore and vote in the poll on facebook we have a poll for the best uh best infinity gauntlet moment uh and i I will list off some of the moments uh just to reminisce uh of what's on the poll real quick um kelsey i don't know if you have any to add but you can uh 
have me add in retrospect uh, later because you can keep adding to this poll. But uh, here cool. are some of the, the iconic moments that people have been voting for. Corey scoring the perfect round, um, the first perfect round. Eli's Dark Universe trivia pitch. Um, Maria giving Pepper Potts 65 credit. 50, 65% <laughs> that's what she deserves. Um, Hell yeah. Dylan, Dylan giving away the Danny Elfman answer when asking the question. Uh, Skurg versus Scourge uh, got a lot of votes. Uh, Matt Fisto's sass toward Dylan in general got a lot of votes. Matt Fisto introducing Zach, thus making the fir uh, first public appearance of the Hellfire Club faction. Um, Kaiser <laughs> answering white fuck when asked <laughs> Agatha's pet rabbit. <laughs> um, the winner's victorious round. Uh so-and-so coming back and challenging Kelsey was on there. And then um, added by Brian as an option to vote for and got a lot of votes was Kevin's overall performance. Kevin, very highly in consideration for the MVP as well. So uh, if you want to vote for your favorite free-for-all moment that we will uh, shout out at the next trivia uh, game, then vote on Facebook. Uh, anything else, Kels, from you? I, I already asked you that, but anything uh, else? Um, no, but you can follow me on Instagram if you want, Kelsey A. Kilpatrick, or you could follow me on TikTok at cause13 cool you can follow me at dylan underscore desert on twitter yep it's twitter i refuse to change it and dylan four one seven at tiktok also follow the dill pickle movie network on tiktok we have tiktoks galore uh, i've been branching out from my movie games and just doing other shit and uh we're hoping to get a few more videos from kelsey eventually and chad and matt and zach um but i know they're all busy but i'm waiting my google drive is open um but i'm very excited to uh keep growing that we've gotten some good views on that uh and then of course the dill pickle movie network and the dill pickle podcast this is on its own podcast feed but the dill pickle podcast is also running and i will tell you this week marks the return of the sight and sound podcast i put it on a big hiatus because i had way too much going on but now that my schedule's freed up a little bit now that the summer's over i do have that up and running again starting probably today or tomorrow i think um so check that out um cool we'll see you all next week with uh two Pilot episodes for the Incredible Hulk and the Return of the, or what is it? The Incredible Hulk and the Return of the, and the Return of the Incredible Hulk. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> All right. See you guys next time. Wait, where is it? <laughs>